0: So then he proceeds, and this is, you know, it was a funny experience for me, but his joke that I oh. want to retell you was, so when my wife and I first got married, you know, she was really skinny, uh, so skinny that we called her Tinkerbell. Now that uh, we've been married for a while, she's gotten fat. So I call her Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> that was courtesy to Tia. That was like a, a three-minute exchange, you know, on my way to travel here. And the guy gave me like three great laughs in like a three-minute period.
1: Welcome to IT Misfits Stand-Up Stand-Up, where tech professionals and comedy intersect in a daily stand-up meeting. Each episode has two parts. First, a roundtable discussion on an IT topic, and second, an open mic, where each comic performs a joke, story, motivational tale, with everybody getting about a minute on stage. Each day, we have a new subtopic and new comedy, building up to Friday, where we each present a full bit crafted from the week's ideas. This isn't just a podcast, it's a weekly journey from story to funny, at least we hope. With me today are my fellow misfits, Matt Campisi and Tim Stevens. I am Jerry Black. Let's get into it. The ethics of it are, are really, I think it's, it's really wide reaching that, that as a topic, like what is ethical, what isn't ethical, what are we doing and what are we doing about it? Certainly people I think in the in the real no are telling us uh, we need to be really careful with it. Um, In the I think you can look at it in things like the healthcare industry and things like entertainment. We can really you can see the positives of it, but it doesn't take very long before you go. But something, you know, something that smart, that fast, with that much access to information can really get dark really quickly. one of the things <clears throat> that we've talked about already is is if, you know, you're a student and someone tells you to write a 20-page term paper, you know, you give it enough parameters and, and that sort of thing, and, and it will get you there, I don't even know, so, so fast. Like, I, I would imagine, I haven't ever done it, but I'd imagine it could write something up, you know, you just say, write 20 pages about George Washington, and it's going to do it. So um how th- you know, then do we create artificial intelligence detectors so that you know that it was that person's actual work? Are you gonna be able to cite uh chat GPT as a source? Ooh. Um, or do you do you tell chat GPT to cite your sources? You know, that that sort of thing. I I, I think you just you start to delve into it and there is really a lot to unpack. Uh so with that said, I'm going to uh, ask, let's start with Tim. Is there anything in particular, any any avenue where you think it's maybe better or worse or anything that you want to talk about specific with ethics and um, artificial intelligence?
2: The CEO oh. of ChatGPT announced in front of Senate that he would actually like to see regulatory intervention by the government, which you don't hear a lot. And his reason why is... His reasons were to ensure that, um, and he and others kind of compared it to nukes, where you don't just let anybody around the world, we don't, just manufacture nukes, right? We don't trust everyone. So putting regulatories around AI keeps AI somewhat governed and regulated, where it can't be abused, and it can't, quote unquote, get so sophisticated it can replicate itself um but it's interesting that that the players the main players in ai development are saying some of the same things and that we have to be very very careful with what we're doing here and you know i always go back to elon musk what he has stated before is you know we need to put regulatory guidelines on it now we can't wait until we start to see the fallouts and the um, the effects, the negative effects, whether it's, you know, kids at school abusing it, having to write papers, which, you know, in lieu of them actually thinking themselves, we can't wait until that starts to become a problem to try to implement something. Because I think we all know it's moving so fast, so fast that it may be too late. And if you look at the numbers, ChatGPT really went live November, December of last year and January of this year, they had a hundred million subscribers, a hundred million. Wow. By the end of this year, they expect to have 1 billion, 1 billion subscribers. So I agree it's moving too fast. That's for one. And two, if we're going to put regulations and frameworks and guardrails and all those terms that we use in, in corporate, um, we need to do it now before it's too late, especially if we want to get ahead of some of these ethical issues that i think are inevitable um simply my my kids <laughs> cheating in school just using chat to write papers
1: yeah yeah and it's interesting i thought the uh, the guy doing the uh, the guy that did the interview with uh, you know from OpenAI also said that congress or maybe he didn't say others said it but i think he said it he said congress missed its opportunity to litigate against some of the really damaging things that social media is doing uh, uh yeah, yeah. Know, to create laws i think it's litigate to create laws um against some of the some of the stuff that we are seeing happen in social media and or with social media and he said this is this is your opportunity to come in and do something about it so uh, what about you, Matt? Where where might you see it or where are you concerned about you know, it? My biggest
0: area, Tim talks about, it, and Tim, I love your the, the nuclear analogy. And uh, I think we need to use that word nuclear fallout. You know, what's what what is the world gonna look like after Chat GBT becomes, you know, that to that 150 million mark Definitely. of users to the billion user mark? Uh you mentioned a little bit, but schooling. I happen to be on the school board of my kid's school and uh, at the last meeting, a parent asked, you know, what is the school going to do about chat Gbt Because right now they have things called like lockdown browser, where if you're taking an online test, it doesn't let you go search the internet. But to write a paper now, to Jerry's point, you know, you, you just type it in. And the cool, not cool thing, their first retort was... Um, there'll be a lot more in classroom call it uh, testing and maybe going back to pen and paper for writing papers which you know it will be interesting to see if we could you know we've been pushing so much to you know type and get kids on computers so it'll be interesting you know going back to analog if that's going to be one solution uh to your point Jerry also about social media i think that social media has completely you know kind of ruined a, a generation around Uh, social interaction, having interpersonal skills. You now layer on chat GBT, being able to post into those. I mean, they're going to be able to micro hone in on kids' insecurities and and just kind of screw them up even more. So I'm more worried about the homework side of things and then now amplifying the effects of social media.
2: That's such a great point. To think that all our kids are going to start going back to the basics of using cursive. (laughs) <laughs> a way to combat the ethical fallouts of AI. I think we should do it. Yeah, We're going to make a lot of people mad, but I, I think
1: that is a way to combat that. I think that's awesome. That is such a good yeah. point. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, we're just touching on the very tip of ethics for uh, artificial intelligence. And honestly, you can go out and find uh, debates uh, across the board on this topic. I don't know that we you know in these we're trying to keep it relatively lighthearted but those are certainly some things to think about and um you know and then further further your education if you want to look out there in the in the rest of the world for uh, places where other people are seeing it uh, now let's move to the open source side of the world and let's talk some comedy uh, tim do you have anything that you want to share with us today
2: uh, let's see what we got yeah I, i'm a huge terminator 2 fan ooh 1991 okay. film Directed by James Cameron. I just absolutely love it. And I, I watch it to this day. What I didn't realize is that in the 90s, Hollywood didn't seem to put people of color in sci-fi movies because, you know, unless they played a very small role or they're killed within the first few minutes of the movie. And it's actually a fact. So, What's interesting is the main, one of the main characters, I would say, or or one of the most uh, critical characters in Terminator was uh, Joe Morton. Uh, He's, he played the brilliant scientist that Mm -hmm. created the microprocessor that led to Skynet, you know, pivotal role, I would say in in the movie. Uh, What's interesting is that is also not very common where a person of color would play a big role like that or a significant role um but what i find comical is they still killed
0: him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> early on <laughs>
0: the story
2: than anything else uh but i i just i think it's so hilarious and i i would have loved to have been there in the room with james cameron and joe morton when that conversation was gonna you know when when it happened if hey joe Want to put you in this role of a brilliant scientist? You're going to change the trajectory of mankind. You're going to, you're going to be the one to create Skynet, which is you know our our self. Um, what do I call it? A self-aware AI. But then I have to kill you. So, one <laughs> of my faves I, for sure. I,
1: I did uh, read well, something. This this is not mine. I read it on the internet the other day, uh, and it said. Um, you know, there were like 80 cops at, in that scene where they kill him. It's like, there, look, there are 80 LAPD officers in this scene. Because you needed 80. And, <laughs> and the only person they kill is the black guy.
2: <laughs> 80 cops. We're going to send in 80 cops to kill some, you know, some very timid uh, Harvard grad. I don't know where he went to college. Yeah, I'm sure very he nice.
1: went to Stanford or something.
2: I and that's that's hilarious that I think there's so much you could you could get from that, but his wife was probably more of a threat than he was, right? That's where they're like, Yeah, we got we got to get 80 at least 80 in there.
1: Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, how that about
0: 1990? Oh, uh, yeah, you believe that was that long ago uh, that's no, or that short sure ago? Like, you think that? uh People of color were not even in movies oh. in oh, a gotcha. prominent That's the thing. Sorry. Uh, oh, so uh, we took the show on the road, guys. I'm I'm actually traveling for business, uh, oh, so I'm out of a hotel room. So yeah, I think we nationwide, whole- nationwide oh, podcast. Yes. So this comedy actually uh, I experienced live, and I'm going to thank the TSA agent at uh, Phoenix Sky Car- Harbor Airport. So you know, you hand them the you know your your um, your driver's license. You scan your thing, and I go, "Hey, how you doing today?" He's like, God, "I'm working so hard," and I'm like, "All you're doing." Is he's sitting down, so you know he seemed to. You know, I don't know if he was saying it funny or if he was legit about it. But then uh, the line didn't move, so I uncomfortably had to stay in front of him oh, because yeah. you know, the line snaked around and people weren't shoving their bags through the stuff. And he can't even see, but he just turns his head and yells, "He's like, move it on up." Like George and Weezy. <laughs> so he was trying to move the line up, which I found humorous that he did it. So I'm like, so how many times a day do you use that joke? He's like about 10 to 12. Not everyone gets the joke, but you know, some, some people get it, but 10 times a day. So then he proceeds, and this is, you know, it was a funny experience for me. But his joke that I oh. want to retell to you was so when my wife and I first got married, you know, she was really skinny, uh, so skinny that we called her Tinkerbell now that uh we've been married for a while she's gotten fat so i call her taco bell <laughs> <laughs> that was courtesy to tia that was like a, a three-minute exchange you know on my way to travel here and the guy gave me like three great laughs in I like a three-minute period i had to share move it on up like georgia weezy move was- it on <laughs> up like georgia weezy <laughs> 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 and no one else laughed i'm like does no one else get that i'm like People are too serious in the TSA line. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you're gonna get frisked or moved aside or put into the pat down room for uh, being human.
1: I would have yes. died laughing. Agree, uh, yeah. agree.
0: Yeah, thank you for that, Jerry.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that was awesome, dude. That was that was really good. Uh, all right, well, uh, I cannot remember. I had one, and then while well, I was listening to you guys, and I lost it. <laughs> so maybe I'll remember it tomorrow. But I literally yeah. I'm like I gotta write this stuff down. I gotta get a little bit better at have that written down. So. <laughs> Uh, I've what?
2: Got, go ahead I've got one more and, and i'll make it quick and this is something i'm still in the development process but true story i was at fry's marketplace and i was hunting for papayas they just i wanted papayas so i go to the produce section and i'm one of those people that i deliberately avoid any human contact at the grocery store i will go out of my way to Carefully pick my steps and what I was going to go down to to try to avoid just that awkward interaction. I'm waiting on them. They're waiting on me, or I have to smile and, and do the head. And that's just me, guys. I just, if I can get in and get out, I'm good with it. So the way the papayas were positioned at Fry's, only one person could get to them at a the time just because how they were positioned in the shell. So there was this woman standing there. And I, I'm not the one to kind of look somewhere else, pretending like I'm interested in that item, waiting on that person to move out of the way. I'll just casually stare just so they can kind of see me staring at them. Well, I didn't realize how long I was staring. And then I start to see what probably was a husband (laughs) in my peripheral. (laughs) And then it, it registered in my mind that he's watching me watch her and I'm watching him watch me. So I get out of there. I'm like, you know, it's not that serious. I'll come back. So I go to the the aisle to get uh, another aisle to get green chilies because I'm making wraps. And sure enough, same woman standing there. And she's in the way. And I don't know where the green chilies are at exactly. This is my first time buying them. But I she's standing right there in, in, the, in front of what I believe to be where the chilies are at. And I again wasn't really thinking straight and i'm staring at her kind of staring around her looking at the chilies and then again <laughs> her husband comes in this time he pulls one of those numbers where he puts her arm his arm around her and comforts her as if there's an imminent threat and finally i'm just like you know what first of all i don't want this interaction and second i'll come back at another time for the papayas and green chicken <laughs> so you punted i i punted
1: i punted <laughs> and it, it, i gotta work on that i know I yeah know. it's good it's good intro good start you gotta you gotta punch yeah. it up yeah i gotta punch yeah it up. Yep. but it's good it's a good story i mean it's a good fun story we've all been there very very uh, all been there we've yeah very there. Uh, yeah. relatable for sure yep. I don't know if it has anything to do with artificial intelligence, but it
2: has nothing to do with artificial intelligence, (laughs) but I appreciate you. Let me run my mouth. Yeah,
1: always, always, always. All right. Well, um, uh, let me see. Let's go back to the beginning in here and let's say. uh, Well, thanks, everyone. That is the meeting, the end of the meeting for today. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Uh, and sharing your morning uh, on this lighter side of tech. If you laugh today, that's great. If you didn't like it, but you think you've got some funny stuff, or even if you did and you've got some funny stuff, please reach out. We'd love to have you on the show. Uh, most importantly, share something funny with your other IT cohorts today. Our jobs are hard, complex. We work very long hours and most of our jobs don't stop uh, when we clock out. Share something funny make their day a little brighter, you'll be amazed how much better your day is because of it. Thank you. That's it for today's stand-up meeting. Remember, this isn't just a podcast. It's a weekly process to find the funny. And you are front row at the birth of new comedy. We hope. Don't forget, this is open-source comedy. Just like developers would add to open-source code, we want you to add change, and then feel free to use this yourself. Share it with your coworkers and other IT professionals. Remember, if you share something with somebody else, not only will you make their day brighter, but you'll be amazed at how much better your day is because of it. Have a great day. Thank you.